Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Would you like to learn more about making a charcuterie board? Well, on this episode of Happy Hostess Podcast, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Give you some tips that come to the basics of making a charcuterie board. Now, charcuterie boards have been so popular for the last few years when it comes to entertaining. So popular, in fact, that it became a trend to start having themed boards that have nothing to do with charcuterie, like candy and treat boards holiday-themed ones for Valentine's Day or Halloween. I've even seen taco boards and baked potato boards. My daughter wanted to have a board party where we only serve different types of boards based upon fast food restaurants, like Chick-fil-A board or Panda Express board. We didn't actually end up having that party. But charcuterie boards don't appear to be losing steam in the popularity department. I think it's because there are a lot of upsides to a charcuterie board. First, they are easy to prepare. No cooking at all, and it's simple to make them ahead of time. Basically, you just need to assemble it, which means you get to be the host that spends more time with your guests rather than spending all that time in the kitchen. Charcuterie boards are versatile and can be customized to suit all different budgets, different tastes, and dietary restrictions just by the choices that you make when selecting meats and cheese, nuts, fruits, or crackers. People always seem impressed with our charcuterie board because they're just naturally very attractive, and there's usually something on there for everyone, regardless of their personal tastes or diet restrictions. And I think the thing that I like best is that a charcuterie board is a great gathering place. There are lots of things for the guests to look at, talk about, try different combinations of foods. It just helps the guests naturally have something to do and discuss when they first arrive at a party. Now, with all of those upsides, there is one potential downside. It can get a bit overwhelming when you're deciding what to put on the board itself. The grocery stores have an endless variety of cheeses and meats available these days. Then you have to start thinking about all the types of items that you can add to the charcuterie board, like nuts, fruits, breads, and condiments. It can definitely send you into decision overwhelm. So I've made it simple by using some rules for my board. Here are a few rules that I found that help with that decision-making process. I like to select three types of cheeses, one hard, one soft, and one blue. They make some really pretty goat cheese logs for soft. Of course, brie is wonderful for soft too. I tend to do some type of cheddar for the hard and whatever blue that looks nice at the time. Then I select the meats. I select three types, one hard and two sliced. For the hard, I'll often choose salami and for the sliced, usually prosciutto or some other variety of salami. Maybe one with a little bit of spice or heat. Then select two condiments, one sweet like fig jam or preserve, 
and then one mustard. Select one to two types of nuts. Candied ones are always delicious, but there are lots of fun savory varieties available now too. Select two types of fruit, one fresh and one dried. Fresh grapes are always pretty on a board and the dried I tend to pick depending upon the variety of color that I wanna add to the board. For example, I use dried apricots a lot in the fall because they're orange, but there are so many different varieties to choose from. Then select one variety of olives or a pickled item like baby gherkins or pickled okra. And last, choose at least three different varieties, types of crackers or breads. You can do anything from traditional water crackers to crostinis, flatbreads, or pita bread. The choices aren't endless. I do suggest having at least one gluten-free option of cracker if you have any guests that you know that need to avoid gluten. Now look at everything in your cart and make sure that you have the variety of colors and textures that you want. Does everything seem to be blending in together? Put something back and get something more colorful in that same category. Now, please remember these are just rules that are here to make it simple for you to narrow down your choices and make sure that you have lots of varieties of flavors. It's not made to squash your creativity. Do you love olives? Okay, choose three varieties instead of one. These rules are definitely made to be broken. They just help limit the decision-making time at the grocery store. And these suggestions are based on boards made for eight to 12 people. And of course, if you need to feed a crowd and have more than eight or 12 people, just increase the number of the selections in each category. Or you can add dips like hummus and some fresh vegetables. The beauty of charcuterie boards is that there are lots of options for your guests and they're almost impossible to mess up. I hope this helps the next time you're in the grocery store shopping for your charcuterie ingredients. Until next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.